Hey, hey, guys. Welcome back. It's Corey Russell. Billy Humphrey. And this is Gripped, Awakening the Grown in a Generation for Revival and the Return of the Lord, Season 5, Episode 8. We're right in the heart of John 15. Yeah. We're going to have to get on our horse here in a minute, brother, because yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so rich. Oh, my gosh. Everything is so rich. And we just keep saying it to you, <laughs> but go back. Open your Bible, get into the verses, every phrase is loaded, and make this a habit for your next 10 to 20 years. Yes, guys, camp out here, live in this. This is the final frontier. <laughs> I love it. And we're going we're gonna to move into it. All right, look with me in John 15, 12. I just want to jump right in. Jesus yeah. in John 14 told us about a new commandment. Yeah. And he, and he says, I'm giving you a new commandment, love one another. By this, they're going to know that you're my disciples by your love for one another. Mm. And we want to take some time here in this one to talk about uh, the brothers. And it's rooted in God's love for God mm -hmm. and God's love for us. Mm -hmm. And out of the overflow of that, it overflows into love for one another. Yes. Yeah. And this idea of friendship, it's divine friendship between us and God and us and one another. Yes. It's divine friendship. That's the point. Dude, this is... So let's look at this here right here in verse 12. He says, this is my commandment to love one another. I mean, think this again, Jesus's last words. He's looking at his little children. He's looking at his friends and he goes, that's what I want. And I'm thinking as a dad, if I'm sitting on my deathbed and I'm talking to my kids, I'm like, take care of each other. Yeah. That'd be the, one of my main things is you look out for each other. Yeah. I, and I think there's a couple things. He goes, this is my commandment. You love one another as I have loved uh. you, but I, I'm like, this is the thing that has always, not always, but it's the thing that's most recently struck me. Why has he got to command them to love each other? They've been all together for three and a half years. You'd think wow. this would be assumed. Assumed. This is we, what we've been doing. I'm convinced of this. Judas's betrayal their all their proclivities, their already pre-set up ideas about each other, it's not gone yet. No. And Judas's betrayal is going to light a match. And it's in the wake of Judas's betrayal that the threads of all of their friendships have the ability to fray. My goodness. And so he's got to tell them, I'm commanding you to do something. And they're like, anything, Jesus. Love each other. What? Why would he have to do that? Because they would end up splitting apart. And you, you think because of the pressure that's about to come? All, yes. All of the fault lines, but also, too, the suspicions. How many other Judases are in here? Yeah, all of it. So he's got to command them to love each other because they wouldn't ordinarily stick together. You mentioned it before. Yeah. A zealot with a tax collector yeah. in the same oh, room? Oh, my goodness. Like, you don't get that. Like, that is... I mean, that is as polar opposite as yes. any liberal and conservative, whatever the American context is of people that are in opposite camps. A zealot and a tax collector. Are the most polar opposite. A tax collector is working for Rome. A zealot wants to destroy Rome. That's right. <laughs> Fishermen. I mean, you're, you're just talking about such a unusual group of guys that he's put together, they shouldn't be, they wouldn't automatically be friends. They would never have chosen to be with each other. 
And so he has to demand them, command them to love, which then puts them into this cycle of love that is our portion. It is what he's called all of us to be and to do. Wow. And where we're all going together. Yeah, I've just been thinking about that, about different understandings of friendship as well, rooted in God. Yeah. As I've loved you, Mm. that's the basis. God's love for God and God's love for us Mm. is the basis for my love for you. And then Jesus drops one of the greatest verses. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants. A servant doesn't know what his master's doing, but I've called you friends for all things that I've heard from my father I have made known to you. And then he continues on right there. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down his life for his friends. Yeah. Now, now, now let's just get into this. <laughs> Jesus is going to model that tomorrow. Yes. He is going to lay down literally his life for his friends. Yeah. And he's now pointing to us, and he's saying, I want you to do that for each other. Do the same. Not just loving, you know, enduring, act, you know, just kind of. Yeah, we'll deal with brother so-and-so. He's a pain in yeah, the butt, yeah. but we'll hang in there. Yeah, because we're loving him. We, we love him. He's, he, he's extra grace required. Some of the language we use yeah, yeah, yeah. is so dishonoring, disrespectful. It's it's actually completely antithetical to what Jesus was saying and doing, calling us. And to. he he amps this up by saying, "The love I'm talking about is laying down your life for one's friends." Talk to us about championing exactly how to say the word championing each other's destinies, yeah. callings, and literally laying down my life for you to fully enter into everything God has for you, right. this mutual submission right. and love for one another. Yeah, I mean, Jesus is going to die on their behalf. Again, He's this is the same, this is the entirely the same time as he's just washed their feet. He goes, I want you to do this for one another. I want you to lay yourselves down like I'm laying myself down for you. Now he's going to say it again. But he, here's the thing that's just so, I just think it's so, so important. This is the light that I've been seeing this in. It's that when he says, I want you, I command you to love one another. You're my friends. You're my friends. If you do what I command you, he goes, and this is my command that you love one another. So he yes. makes this triangular yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. We stay in the friendship and the love of God by following his command, which is to love and be friends with one another. Yes. Wow. But the laying down of our life for one another, I'm seeing it as this. It's I am putting aside my ambition and my desires to fight for your destiny. I'm serving your destiny. How can I see to it that you become who God is dreaming about you to be? And that has so many ripples to it. What am I saying about you? How, what are the words that I'm putting in the air about you? Am I using words that are fighting for your destiny or am I using words that are destroying who you're called to be in God? Am I speaking a testimony of heaven over you? Or am I speaking hell's intentions wow. for you? Wow. Because Satan has a plan for our life. It's a horrible plan. God has a wonderful plan. Whose words are we using to fight for the destiny 
of our brothers and sisters. Because here's what happens. The accuser of the brethren, yes. he gets in our brain. Yes. And he starts saying his testimony about somebody. Yes. And all of a sudden, something happens. Oh, and it confirms the accusation. And then, this is what Satan does. He weaponizes a believer on his behalf to speak into the atmosphere words of cursing over the life of believers who we're supposed to be, as believers, laying our life down for their destiny, but instead now we've become a weapon in the hand of the enemy to destroy that one we're supposed to be fighting My for. goodness. And I'm watching what's filling the atmosphere in the earth right now, this noxious gr- gl- gas of complaint Anger, accusation, betrayal. I mean, we're going to cancel you. We're going to call you out. We're going to dock you. We're going to go public with all of your filth. We're coming against you. We're going to assault you. We're going to do all this to you. And the church goes, yeah, yeah. And I go, let it not be named among the people of God. That accusation that got rooted in you and that complaint you had against your brother that now you're voicing Satan is weaponizing you against the one you're supposed to be fighting for and laying down your life. And so I want to say this. It is incumbent upon us. It's critical that we rid ourselves of the accusation culture, the cancel culture, all the complaint. We get that completely out of our mouth. And we get blessing in our mouth. We bless and we do not curse. We lift and we do not trample down. And we speak life and light and love about our friends. Yes, in their weakness. Yes. Because you know what? You and I are weak too. Yes. I need my brothers to speak life and light about me, not exploiting and exposing my weaknesses every time I, you know, I turn around. I need them to help me and lift me. And this is, I think, at the core of what Jesus is talking about. And not just our words, but our deeds, wow. our actions. And so I think there's a the way this actually plays out is in John 21. That's what I'm thinking of. Yes. Yeah, go there. Well, no, I mean, it blows me away just how they're all knowing each other's stories, too. Yeah. And how Jesus forges these guys around this one event, the cross, where everyone was exposed. Yes. Later on, it says in the garden, in another, I think it's Matthew, that all of them forsook him. He told them, all of you will be be made to stumble because of me tonight. (laughs) Everyone was exposed. And Jesus wanted all the brothers to have a front row seat to your darkest night. Mm. And then he brings them to the beach, especially Peter. Mm-hmm. And we know what he's going to do, that horrible, he's going to deny him. It's going to be a rough season for him. And, and, it, and he brings them to breakfast, and in the presence of his brothers and the presence of his enemies, he's going to, he's going to restore Peter in the sight of, of brother. I'm thinking John specifically. Mm-hmm. Right there in front of the one who yeah. knew him the most yeah. and knew his darkest hour, which I think he's turning their hearts to one another, yeah. saying, this is my assessment about him. Mm. Will you get into agreement about my assessment about Peter mm. versus the voice of the enemy and what he would say to disqualify him in this? In Judas's betrayal and then in Peter's denial. Wow. How, how do you think the other bros were feeling about Peter's denial in that way? It would have been easy for them to... Did you see what Peter did? Yeah. Did you see that? John was there. He saw it. He told us. He's 
melting down in front of a servant girl. What is that? Oh, he's supposed to be an apostle? I mean, they could have completely piled on. He didn't make it to the cross. I mean, what in the heck? This guy was with him the whole time, yeah. and he's acting all big and bad, saying all these, you're the Christ. Where's he now? They could have completely gone that angle. Jesus should have picked a better leader. What kind of a leader is that? Wow. I mean, you're the rock? Really? Rock? I mean, they could have they had so many angles of accusation, and instead, this is what's this is what, this is my opinion. When you read John 20, it feels to me like John has finished the gospel book. Wow. Here's what he says. John 20, verse 30, the end of it, the purpose of the book is the title in my, in, in my version. And truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. Wow. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Looks like the end of the book, game over. I feel like Holy Spirit goes, hey, John. Yeah, yeah, one more thing. Tell, tell the story about Peter's restoration. I've, and, and John now is going to explain My goodness. that Peter is back in Galilee where he had his fishing business. But here's what is so odd. Simon Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel of Cana, the sons of Zebedee, and two others were together. The only guys that are there that are fishermen are the sons of Zebedee. The other guys are not fishermen. <laughs> Simon Peter said, I'm going to go fishing. They said to him, we're going with you also. I believe they are answering Jesus' command. I command you to love one another, to lay your lives down. And they're just looking at Pete and they're going, hey man, if you're going fishing, we're not leaving you alone, Pete. We're not going to leave you alone. We're going to be with you. We're going to stay with you because we're going to fight uh, for you because you're not a fisherman, Pete. It's not what you are. He was probably saying, I, I'm, I'm, done. Go I'm going back yes. to, to what I used to do. No, he's, he's going to fish all night. Yeah. That's not leisure fishing. No. That's commerce fishing. Wow. They go, well, if you're doing that, we're doing it with you because we're not letting you go. Jesus commanded us to love each other. And they stayed with him. And it's in that context that Peter gets restored with the same miracle that he got called. Catching the fish on the other side of the boat. And his friends are right there doing what Jesus, oh, what Jesus commanded. They are laying their lives down to be with him and fight for him and fight for his destiny. And this is what we're called to do and be for one another right now in this hour. And they sat around the breakfast when Jesus said, do you love me? And then told him, feed my lambs, mm. feed my sheep, feed my sheep. Yeah, I just, I'm finding the older I'm getting, this is becoming the main message. It's the main message. I've been, it's been easy, you know, just receiving it from God, receiving it for myself. But I think, for maturity, God is bringing the body of Christ into this place. Yes. And I think it's absolutely critical for where we're going. Because if not, the coming pressure and glory is going to absolutely splinter us. Mm. We've had, I mean, heck, we've had just little pop quizzes <laughs> in the last couple of years. And we're making 
F minus <laughs> on our test. I feel like we are. I feel I feel like, man, we're not doing well with this and like the how quickly the enemy traffics and how little guard there is over this. Yes. And in an hour of sharing your truth and sharing it's just I, I, I just feel I feel convicted. I feel sober. And I feel like I, I just feel an urgency. Mm. This is where we have to go in this season. Well, and we we have to we have to comprehend what Jesus is inviting us to and what he's gonna say more in John 17, but it's that we're part of one another. Yes. And I cannot I cannot go where he's inviting me without you. Yes. And you can't go where he's inviting you without me. Yes. And in there, I'm supposed to fight for your destiny, and you're supposed to fight for mine, which means I'm not fighting for my destiny. I am. You're fighting for it. And, and you're uh, not fighting for your destiny. I am. And, and we, there's, there is a volume of maturity and growth that we have to get to in this place. But when he says we're to love one another— the way that he loves us, I mean, we are we are in preschool, man. We are in diapers in this, but he's going to bring us to full maturity. He's going to bring us to a full place of loving one another, fighting for one another. And I felt the Holy Spirit tap on my shoulder just recently and say, hey, whose destiny are you fighting for? Wow. Whose destiny are you fighting for? <clears throat> And I just, I have to confess, I've spent a lot of time in my life fighting for my own yeah, destiny. Yeah, yeah. And the calling that he's called us to in friendship with him is to fight for others' destiny. And if the, if, if the thing, if you hear me saying that and the thing rises up to you, well, who will fight for me? Your friend Jesus will fight for you. <laughs> and your friend Jesus, Jesus. has other friends that he will bring Jesus, around your Jesus, life Jesus. to fight for you. Yes. And people have, they've written in and commented to me that they wish they had a friend like Corey and I in our friendship. Our friendship is rooted in our fellowship with Jesus. That's right. And it's from there, the likeness of heart and love and spirit that, I mean, we love football. We eat pizza. We have yeah, fun. Yeah, we yeah. do, we do stupid stuff. We tell jokes, all that. But it's rooted in our fellowship with God together. And in that place of union, that's where we found our, our ability to contend for one another. And so in my dark moments, he goes, call me no matter what. Yes. Call me anytime. I'm praying. It doesn't matter. Share it all with me. Whatever it is, call me. And I say the same thing yes. to him. But that's because our friend Jesus is inviting us and calling us and commanding us to be friends together with one another. And this is going all over the body of Christ for this is all done. This is where we're going, and I'm even feeling it in context, because the rest of John 15, he's going to shift right into hatred of the world. Yes. He's going to pick back up the conversation from the Olivet Discourse, and then he's going to talk about the coming rejection mm. that's coming. And he's going to roll right into 16 about mm. not stumbling, mm. which I think is absolutely critical to weather the this, hatred this of the world, yes, yes. the hatred of the world, and the rejection of the world Absolutely. is brotherhood yes. and friends yes. bound in this. What I'm finding right now is there is an incredible uh, difficulty that when people are feeling church hurt, when they're feeling 
uh, misunderstood. They have a compulsion and um, a temptation to isolate. Yes, yes. And that is the enemy. That is the enemy trying to pick you off. He wants to set you out, out of fellowship, out of communion, so he can destroy you. That is, there is nothing in the Bible that says, remove yourself from the fellowship of believers. Now look, I'm not saying if you're in in a legitimately abusive thing where they're leveraging you to do things against your will that are hurting you. There's a lot of words about spiritual abuse. A lot of it is not true. But if they are hurting you, they they are maliciously doing things to hurt you. They're trespassing physically. They're trespassing with authority. Of course. Yeah, remove yourself from that. But that doesn't mean remove yourself from every church, get yourself into a fellowship where they love you, they care about you, they'll fight for you, they'll pray for you. Like, you can't separate yourself and imagine, oh, well, me by myself out here, that's that's the safe place. No, no, that is not safe. There's safety in the fellowship, in the community of faith, and that's where Jesus is. Come on, come on, come on. I... Yeah, I I just I want to pray for some people on here because yeah, I feel like this is hitting. I, I want to just I want to just nail on this one on this one. Some of you are feeling this. You've had the betrayal. You've had the mistrust. You tried to go deep. It didn't happen, and you find yourself in isolation. And maybe even and as great as we love everyone tracking with this, but this podcast is your main source. Oh man, yeah. We just want to say it's time. You got to come yes. out. Of, he who isolates himself seeks his own ruin. Own ruin. And the Lord wants to call you back. <sighs> he wants to call you back. And and I just, <sighs> God, I just pray oh, right now that you would release something. I just pray that you would put your hand on every person that's listening to this or watching this. I ask you to invade the room right now. Lord, I just pray right now that you would begin to draw your sons and daughters back. I pray that you would begin to call forth these brothers, these friends. God, I pray that you would begin to pull pull them back into community. God, I pray right now we call you back into community. Yes, in the name of Jesus. has not given up. The church will be a glorious church without spot and wrinkle. We will be one as him and the Father are one. We declare it right now. And Father, I pray right now that you would heal, restore, and that you would call those on islands back into community. We call you back off your islands into community. And I pray that you would deliver them from the evil one. Deliver them from the evil one, I pray. God, I ask for every person that's found themselves deceived by the accuser, that's weaponized their own words and actions against the redeemed, that where they've done that and they feel convicted and and pricked in heart by the words that we're sharing, that even right now you grant the grace and the gift of repentance. There's not shame. I want to call you out of shame and call you right into repentance and the free restoration of grace. And God's going to make you a lover of the brethren. He's going to make you a fighter for the destiny of those that you've actually spoken against. If somebody is is bothering you and and you are negative about them, your complaint is adding it's adding fuel to the enemy's fire to destroy them. I'm asking you right now, make your complaint turn it into intercession. 
God, bring forth their destiny. God, bring forth light and life in their life. Become their number one intercessor fighting for their destiny in God. Don't allow the enemy to turn you into a weapon for his own use against their lives. I'm telling you, this is our portion, beloved, that in the days ahead, we would be a people that are one together fighting for one another, even as Jesus and the Father are one. This is our great destiny and calling. So God, do that, I ask. Release the grace of that and the power of that in people's lives. In the name of Jesus Jesus. Christ. Amen. Amen. We love you guys. Amen. God bless you. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Gripped. We hope this episode ministered to your heart. If so, feel free to subscribe and leave us a good rating. You can find previous episodes on Spotify, Apple, Google, and Amazon Podcasts. You can watch this episode and more on our YouTube channel, Gripped Podcast. And follow us on Instagram, at The Gripped Podcast. To stay connected with Corey's ministry, you can find out more at www.coryrussell.org. To stay connected with Billy's ministry, you can find out more at www.billyhumphrey.com. Bless you guys. Thank you.